fellow lighting nerds and friends to another episode of The Light Files, the Lighting Industries podcast. My name is Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for joining me once again. It's always a delight to be speaking with you, and I look forward to it every week so much. Um, please don't forget to follow the podcast on uh, Instagram at Light Files. Don't forget to support the podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash lightfiles. The links to all that is available in the show descriptions. And please, if you're in the lighting industry, which I assume you are, why else would you be listening to this? If you're in the lighting industry, please share this podcast or your favorite episode of this podcast with a friend in the industry who might really enjoy it and uh, get something out of the podcast and become yet another supporter The beauty of this podcast and uh, a lot of the things I aim to do in my various roles in the lighting industry is to expand our lines of communication with one another. Because at the end of the day, we're all here in this very boutique niche industry. We know each other so well. Everybody in this industry is friends or friendly, or even if maybe you don't love everyone, you know everyone. And uh, because of that community, small family feeling of our industry, I think one of the best things we can do to serve one another and serve ourselves is to have better communication as an industry. So that's really what I aim for with this podcast and many of the other things I do. I really want to have open communication. I especially share a lot from a showroom perspective, but I always want to hear from a manufacturer's perspective or a sales rep's perspective of things going on in the the industry. And okay, that was your take on this issue, but here's our take and here's why the rules are the way they are. Here are the concerns we have from our end. And I think sharing that information and learning from one another is really what's going to make us stronger and able to grow and move forward in partnerships and channels of distribution. I've said it before on this podcast, and it remains something that I'm fearful of, that we will stop communicating and listening to one another, and we will not do all of the things we need to strengthen these core relationships in our businesses. And if we don't strengthen them, people are going to start looking elsewhere. Manufacturers are going to look to other channels of distribution. Showrooms are going to look for other ways to bring product in. And none of these things support and strengthen our industry as a whole. So we really want to communicate with one another, share our issues, share our concerns. So in the interest of sharing, (laughs) please share this podcast. Um, It's really easy to find on any of the podcast apps. So um, if you ever email me or just email me, the link to the podcast is in my email signature. Um, Please do consider sharing it with a friend uh, in the industry. I think it could be super beneficial for all of us. And so thank you so much for doing that. Um, as I record this podcast, I'm recording a little late. Um, you know, where this is the week of Christmas. Um, that means the Dallas market and light ovation is just two, that's right, two weeks away. Um, so there's a lot of uh, work to be done for year end and uh, getting ready to go to market. For all of us, I expect. Uh, Many manufacturers probably spent last week at market getting their showrooms ready. Um, They're probably continuing to do so this week. Um, I know that (laughs) no one is a huge fan of this timing, but we'll see how it works out. 
and I'm sure excited to see everyone in two weeks. I know the news on the virus lately has not been amazing. So, um, that's just always terrible, <laughs> but, but anyway, here we are, uh, we're going to Dallas in two weeks and I look forward to seeing everyone. Um, if you're a part of the light lighting showroom association, don't forget we have an event on Friday morning and I hope to see you all there, uh, at the Hubbard and Ford showroom at 8am for breakfast and, um, some remarks from me. If you're not tired of hearing me talk already, you can hear me talk some more. Um, and of course, anyone that's not a member of the showroom association is always welcome to come to our events. Or if you see anyone with an LSA pin or a member sticker, please stop them in the halls of market. And, um, you know, they'll be happy to give you more information or direct you to me. And I will certainly be in touch with any information you might have. So speaking or, or any information you might need and questions you might have, sorry, speaking of market, I um, have been starting to work on my market prep um, in our showroom right now. I have such an excellent bunch of um, lighting consultants that I'm really allowing them to drive the process of what items we need for display in our showroom and what they're really looking for for display product uh, in the coming year to sell. Uh, we ha our situation at the store hasn't always been staffed this way with people, so, you know, so committed to their jobs and the product, but I'm sure finding that having a staff, uh, at this level is so beneficial and I super appreciate them all. So they're getting together this week and next to talk about, um, what kinds of pieces we need for display, what finishes we need, what styles, what price levels, um, might be over or underrepresented in the store so that we can go to market and make some strategic buying decisions. And I, of course, always do um, from the big picture administrative side, uh, market prep, anyone that um, has worked with me at a market on manufacturers or uh, any, any of my sales reps know I come to market with this like enormous spreadsheet <laughs> that details all of my purchase history with manufacturers. I think this year I'll have data for six years in my spreadsheet and it's not just about um, market purchases, of course, it's our annual sales with the manufacturer. And is it increasing or decreasing or staying stagnant? Um, and it's a really uh, interesting uh, trend curve to pay attention to. And it really informs my buying decisions. And for showrooms, uh, having information like this right at your fingertips can really strengthen your negotiation, like where you start from in a negotiation with a manufacturer for a better deal or to get a concession on a deal um, that's kind of outside the scope of what they normally do. Um, the largest showrooms in our industry are, of course, already doing this and have all kinds of special concessions. For a mid or small size showroom like mine, I do find it is very important to consolidate your purchasing power as much as you can, as much as is reasonable for your business. And um, that purchasing power you know, can really, you'll really see the impact of that consolidation when you get to the market center and you sit down with your regional sales manager or the national sales manager and can show them on a piece of paper how you have been, you know, you committed to the brand five years ago, say, and you have had, um, let's see, 10% year over year increases in business with that brand. The sales manager probably already knows those numbers pretty well. But it is a really good identification that you're paying attention, that you're supporting the brand, 
Um, and also this has worked for me in the other way too. I, there are lines that we used to do a lot of business with. Now I don't do so much. And when I go to market and I get these questions, I can say, okay, well in this year, uh, manufacturer X, we really decided to scale back our purchases with you because of your own business decisions about how you're going to restructure your distribution, um, or you uh, opened a showroom in my market uh, territory with the product I had been exclusive before, so we made a business decision to step away from your product. It can be a really uh, instructive in a case like that too to explain why. Uh, not only did your business increase with a manufacturer, but also why perhaps it decreased. And um, there can be really great decisions and negotiation points based off of that as well. Um, if a manufacturer thinks they can regain your business that has been lost because of various reasons, they will potentially work pretty hard to fix those problems for you and to get things going back right again. Or at least that has been my experience. So for me, um, not as much this week, but next week for sure is full on market prep and running my numbers and making sure I'm really aware of what we need as a business and what we don't need as a business. Um, and then, you know, we'll go to market and make our wish list. I uh, always want to talk about writing orders at market as a showroom. I think it's become sort of industry standard that you do not write orders at market, that you really just create a wish list and then you go back later in the comfort of your showroom and review your purchases. And, um, you know, if you have any duplicates across different manufacturers, eliminate some of that and create a, a more streamlined purchase. I will say I have enjoyed very much the process of issuing POs to release at market um, for the manufacturers that I know I'm going to order from anyway. So my top three or five manufacturers are going to get a purchase order from me at the Dallas Market Center um, during Lightovation. And is that necessary? No. Do I get a better deal? Not necessarily. Sometimes, but not necessarily. But I really do think it's critical for all of us to support one another and to give signals like this that we are supporting one another. So if you're my top brand and I love your sales agent, they're tremendous for me, uh, I'm going to signal that appreciation by giving you a released purchase order at the Dallas Market Center during Lightovation for a display. And uh, you know, I can talk myself out of that. It, there's a lot of factors why maybe that's not the best thing to do and there's no need to rush to a purchase decision and all of that. And I totally agree with it. But I also just think that if we ask manufacturers for a lot of things as showrooms, and I would argue generally rightly so. Um, but I also think because we make those requests, we also need to turn around and offer uh items back. <laughs> we need to offer our support back. So one of my ways that I signal my support back to manufacturers that have supported me so much during the year is I will, uh, write hold, uh, sorry, not hold for release, but, uh, released POs for displays when I'm at a lightovation buying market. Now, sometimes maybe those uh, POs aren't released because I want to check something back at the store, or there can be little issues around the edges why those aren't released. 
exactly at market, but most of the time, nine times out of 10 for my key manufacturers, I will um, go ahead and write the purchase order for the display while I'm standing in the showroom in Dallas. And um, <laughs> honestly, the joy it gives me to have my sales agents just be so happy about that. <laughs> it's almost totally worth it for me. It really just uh, it really just makes me feel like as an industry, we're doing good and we're supporting one another. So I definitely would say if you haven't, don't usually write release orders at market to really kind of consider it this year, maybe for your top brand or two and see how it works for you. Maybe it just ends up to be too disruptive to your process and you don't want to do it, but maybe also it'll give you a little more negotiation power that you weren't expecting. And there's nothing wrong with that either. So I know we're all very busy with our market prep and, you know, getting to know our numbers and what our showrooms need. Um, I, you know, we also have all these, you know, travel issues going and I know it's fairly difficult for, um, people to still to travel down from Canada. So I know a lot of the Canadian manufacturers will be open, but with a staff, um, from the United States, um, because they can't bring in the Canadian staff down, uh, to man the showrooms. So, I know we're all looking forward for that to not be a thing that we have to deal with <laughs> any longer. So all of the um, market conversations also leads me to think about product imagery and data for the new items that we're going to see at the Dallas Market Center in just, what was it again? Two weeks. So we, I've talked a lot on this podcast about the importance of live, great data feeds. It makes so much difference. I have to tell you, I was trying to get a display hung in the showroom today from a, a display order I wrote at June 2021 Lightovation. The product arrived in August. Okay, now I will admit we are a little remiss. We were just trying to get this display pulled together today. But this product imagery order written in June, arrived in August. It is December. The product information and imagery is not on Lights America. It is not on XO. I know this because the manufacturer themselves has an XO website. That is their, that is the manufacturer's website is XO. So I know it's not on either one. And there was an issue with the display and I just said, well, screw it, put it back on the shelf. I don't even want to hang it because nobody's going to be able to pull up any information on this. Nobody's going to be able to pull up any information on other finishes or options available for this fixture. So why are we going to put it on display, waste valuable showroom space and the salespeople to have to jump through a million hoops to try to figure out the information on this fixture. It is just uh, remarkable in the worst kind of way. So when I go to Dallas in two weeks, I fully expect all of these manufacturers that are getting orders from me, that is a big part of the order that they can confirm to me that they have sent their product imagery and information over to Lights America, over to XO Lights, and it's all being uploaded because it, I'm a Lights America customer, as y'all probably know, Lights America, if they send over the data feed, um, so say you send over the big data file, but there's no product image. Well, Lights America will import that information into, into their database, but none of that information is searchable until there's an image. 
And it's certainly not going to show up on the product catalog feed until there's an image. It just re- it sits there and remains unindexed. And if you happen to type in the exact part number, you can pull up a little bit of information about like your cost on the fixture, but it doesn't give you any good details. It's just there's information, but really there may as well not be. And the key component of this information being loaded and accessible is that product imagery. And the imagery can be changed out, honestly. I would almost rather there be an image and it not be the perfect glossy catalog photo shot as long as there's something there (laughs) and that we can search and resource. And then the imagery could be changed out later. I don't know. You probably don't want to do that because then you're stuck with all the like old image files propagated across the internet. And that sounds like a whole headache waiting to happen. So I get it. But it just, I just cannot overstate how important it is that the data feed is there as soon as the product is ready to be talked about, ready to be shown in Dallas, that data feed needs to be there. And part of that data feed isn't just the, the, the information on the item, the SKU, the description, the number of light bulbs, the size, but key to that is also the image of the product itself. It is so important. I cannot stand when I go to market and I come back to enter those purchase orders that I told you, I do write purchase orders at market and I go to try to get the product information to get more details. And it's not on the manufacturer's website. It's not on my website and it just becomes very frustrating and I'm annoyed. I wrote the purchase order. So this is just something we really, really have to do better at. If we're showing the product and asking for orders on it at market, the other half of that of that should be ready to go. There should be imagery. There should be um, there should be details. There should be a, a data feed available for that product. If you're asking for us to buy it for display, if you're asking for us to promote it to our customers, if you're if you're asking um, that we commit to you and your brand and all your new goods, then the flip side of that is you have to not only commit to delivering the product on a reasonable timeline, which I know is going to be a real challenge in 2022, um, as it has been for most of 2020 and 2021. Um, so not only do we need to get that product, uh, into our hands in a timely manner, we need to be able to find it and sell it and resource it. And the way that most of us do that now is digitally. It's not through printed catalogs. Um, It is digitally on our own websites and that data really has to be there. And we can start selling these goods at day one. I could, there's product that's probably going to be released at market in two weeks. That's in a Dallas preview uh, promotional email now. And we could go ahead and be selling it. Like as soon as you can get the data feed over, we can sell your products. We don't always have to have seen them before we can sell them. Um, but the quicker this happens, the better the process works for all of us. And it is so, so important. So in, uh, in conjunction with that, with the images and Dallas previews, manufacturers, please do, um, get with your sales agents, make sure that any marketing materials you're putting out about your Dallas previews, your items that you're going to release at market, Make sure those are getting into the hands of your showrooms. Um, in my experience, oftentimes the marketing materials end up in either random inboxes at my store or they never make it out of the sales agent's inbox. 
And um, it can be really helpful for us to get a little sneak preview of what we're going to go see when we're in Dallas. It helps start getting everybody excited about what's to come. And it helps starting to inform my buying decisions about, okay, well, these are things that I definitely want to see. And I want to make sure that I know I'm going to get those or not get those before I consider writing purchase orders for other goods. Um, So anytime you can get product um, ideas, new product imagery, not only uploaded to our websites, but in our hands just to preview. Um, it helps a lot. It helps a lot with our buying decisions. And honestly, it helps a lot with us getting excited to go see you in Dallas. And not that we need reasons to get more excited, uh, but I do love it when I walk into a showroom and I've been dying to see such and such piece and I finally get to see it in person. And I get a lot of joy and excitement out of that. And I don't think we're all so jaded as an industry (laughs) that there aren't others who don't also get excited to see something new and amazing in person that really inspires us because what uh, one of the biggest things I get out of going to market twice a year is inspiration, not just from you all as my colleagues, but from the product itself, from the joy that I get in our industry. Um, that's one of the, my favorite parts of going to market. And it really just, um, it's what I look forward to every single time. Okay, y'all, it's that's it for this episode. Don't forget to share the Light Files podcast with a, a fellow lighting friend. It means so much to me. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week and I will see you in two weeks. Oh, random side note. If you are interested at all in recording an episode of the Light Files podcast with me while we're in Dallas, shoot me a line. Um, the episode recording only takes 20 minutes. Um, I'll help you through it. It'll be a really easy process. So if you're interested in being on a future episode of The Light Files to share something um, about yourself or your business um, or the industry as a whole, please do reach out to me um, at Lisa Lights Life on Instagram, Lisa B at pacelighting.com, Lisa at lsamembers.org. You can find me almost anywhere. Um, But let me know, and I'd be delighted to speak with you uh, in Dallas. Okay, that's it for real. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.